Happy Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rob with episode number 272 of Shut Up and Grind, where we talk about overcoming obstacles, defying the odds, and inspiring you to clear what's ever blocking your path to the success that you want to have. So if you're brand new to the show, I bring guests in from all over the world, and they share their stories of triumph, of perseverance, and again, overcoming obstacles and defying the odds. So today we're going to be talking about helping busy men get fit. So now the principles apply to everyone who's who's trying to get fit, but we're, we're going to zero in on the men today. And my guest helping me have that conversation is Paul Hanton. So let's bring in Paul. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Great. Where are you joining me from? Yeah, I'm in uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, but you know, I'm not originally a Texan. I'm from uh, originally from Seattle, Washington. I joined okay. the Marines, bounced around, and somehow ended up in a uh, great state of Texas. Okay. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. So must be enjoying that tax-free life over there. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've actually never paid state taxes. Uh, you know, obviously Washington state and in the military oh, right. pay state taxes. And so I don't, I don't even know how that works and it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to complain about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I lived in New Hampshire for, for a year and it's definitely mm-hmm. a big difference, not paying yeah. just the state yeah. tax and the no income tax. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, I actually get to keep yeah. most of my money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, those, those taxes, those, those get you. <laughs> so you're a fit fitness person. I were, am. were you I am. were you always into fitness? Like, were you an athlete growing up? Yeah, I, I would say I was into fitness, but I think that there are, and you probably understand this as well. There are levels to being into fitness, right? You have, right. you know, people who are who say they're into fitness, and they but they really go to the gym maybe three times a week. There's people who are into fitness, and they they that's it's their they're everything, right? So I, I would say, looking back on it, I was somewhat into fitness. I played sports, but I didn't really make a shift to really prioritizing uh, fitness and my health until I got to the Marines. Uh, and that's where I kind of made that shift of fitness is not something that I'm just going to do. It's going to be something that I actually live by. Yes. See, and I, I was talking about fitness on yesterday's episode for a little bit, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the goals. Yes. You know, most, most people fall off because their goal isn't right. strong enough. They like, and I always bring up athletes cause mm-hmm. I'm a competitor. Myself, even at the ripe old age of 48. <laughs> yeah. and, and I know if I don't keep my body strong, I'm going to lose my gifts. So it's right. like every, it doesn't matter if I don't want to, it doesn't matter if it's raining, doesn't matter if it's below freezing outside. Yeah. It's like, like <laughs> the work's got to get done. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, so what's your philosophy on that? Yeah, I, I 100% agree, right? I just had my birthday um, on the 17th of April. And so I think yeah, at some point, I, I shifted my mindset, okay, instead of just prioritizing strength and aesthetics, so now I prioritize longevity, right? I want to uh, be healthy and, and be mobile for as long as I possibly can. Uh, and that it just it takes more work, obviously, as a, as a, as a man, as you get older, just your, your body is just going to change. So it, it does require more effort. But that's that's my priority now of I want to just be able to take be mobile and, and do the things that I love for as long as possible. And, you know, I still you know, I want the gains. Right. Just like every other guy out there. I want the gains, the strength, the muscles, the abs. But my priority is more on longevity. You probably and probably understand this as well of, of you know, your body changes and you at some point you got to say, OK, I can't do the things I did in my my 20s anymore. Right. But yep. that doesn't mean I just stop. I can still just shift my goals around, like you said, and prioritize something else. Right. 
Absolutely. See, I always say it just go, it's just going to look different. Like I exactly. play basketball now in my 20s, I was above the rim. You know, I yeah. grew up in the, in the, in the Michael <laughs> right. Jordan era doing all right. the fancy reverse dunks and dunking from the foul line. I can't yeah. do anything crap yeah. now, <laughs> but I still get out there and play. But now it's more exactly. leagues, it's more fadeaways, you know, things, exactly. things of that nature. That exactly. and I have to rush in between games now. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah, know, and I'm, I'm sure you still it. have fun playing basketball, right? Like that, oh, yeah. that hasn't changed. You still enjoy it. You still have fun. It's just different, right? And I think yes. that's something that – a lot of people need to understand is that you don't have to give up the things you love. You can still enjoy those things, but it just may be different. Yes. Yeah. Like when I'm sitting down with people for the initial consultation, mm-hmm. I always say the first thing you got to do is have amnesia. Have amnesia. <laughs> Forget about what right. you used to do. What you used to do is irrelevant today. Yes. yes. So yes. we're, we're going to take you from your starting point today. Right. And we're going to build on that performance. Now, yep. Getting people to grasp that isn't always easy. No, it's not always easy. I'm, I'm, and I, there are probably uh, some guys out there listening who still talk about their glory days of football in high school, right? Because that's mm. that's who they that's that they want to hang on to that of that youth. And they and and this, the reality is that's just not the case, right? And yep. you got to figure out, okay, what what does that new version of you look like? That isn't, and and of course, you know, in your twenties, you're probably going to be stronger, faster. You can do but go get above the rim, but that doesn't mean that you can't do great things even though if you're older right i think like you said you have to have amnesia and say okay i the person who i was you know 10 years ago 20 years ago that person doesn't exist anymore and you know you have yeah. pictures you can remember it and relive those those glory days but that's not who you were and you got to figure out okay what does the new normal look like who am i now what sh- what should i uh, strive for now yeah that and it's about not losing who you are exactly as people as people get excuse me as people get older yeah the mm. bodies do definitely change right but like strength and endurance that's from a lack of training you know, exactly like, as yes. i'm working with people you know like over 40 over 50 mm-hmm. that, that's always one of the first things they tell me it's like well i know at this age i, I go well stop right there stop right there and i was like you got to where you are because somewhere along the lines you stop training right <laughs> i was like right. that's why right. it's like like i'm probably stronger now than I was in my twenties, yeah. but yeah. the joints yeah. hurt. I can play <laughs> basketball, then my knees are gonna hurt. You know, yeah. th- things of that nature. Yeah. So in that regard, yes, the body definitely changes. But like, if if you lost strength and endurance, it's because you stopped training. Like biology yeah. doesn't change as you hit a certain age. Right. Yeah. No, I love what you just brought up because that's a really good point about uh, when you talk to people and it sounds like you've experienced this about how they they limit themselves. Yes. Really quickly, right? Initially, they they say, "Well, I can't." I can't do those things because I'm older or maybe they're just, they're just afraid they're going to break themselves, but they put themselves in this little box and they don't want to get outside that box because they they're scared or they just don't know. And it sounds like you as a, as a trainer, you help, you understand that you got to help people get outside of their comfort zone, outside of that box, help them understand yes. that they're just limiting themselves. And there's, yeah, you may not be able to, to do everything you can in your twenties, but that doesn't mean you should limit yourself to, only doing you know body weight exercises because you're afraid or you just don't know and don't understand right yeah what do you say to people when they say that to you yeah well i always want to come from a place of understanding right i i want to understand why 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 don't they want to i so i'll 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 take a step back and say i'm a firm believer in uh strength training i think that is something that that benefit and there's science behind this and you you know this there's a lot of benefits of strength training at any age, 
any gender, right? There's a lot of benefits around that. Uh, but I'm sure you've encountered people who, for some reason or another, they don't they don't feel comfortable with strength training, or maybe they did in their 20s and it's been 20 years, and now they're they're saying, "Uh oh, I, I don't, I'm not sure about going to the gym and strength training." Uh, so I always try to come from a place of understanding because as much as I love strength training, uh, that doesn't mean that everybody loves strength training. And I want to understand why. Is it because they're uncomfortable in the gym? Is it because they feel really self-conscious? Is it because they don't know what to do? Uh, but all those are solvable things. But it just you have to just take a step back and say, okay, where are they coming from and why do they feel this way? And then as a coach, and I'm sure you do this as well, is, okay, how can I help them get to that point of where they want to go? See, and I'm glad that you just said all of that because my approach is completely different. And <laughs> I, I remember one of the first fitness fitness professionals that I, I had on this podcast, somebody had into, had uh, messaged me on the side and they're like, why are you promoting other fit, fitness fitness coaches? I said, yeah. <laughs> because, I said, because my style's not for everyone. Right. You know, my right. style is very direct, like right. hence, hence <laughs> the name of the show. <laughs> right? right. Like my style is very, right. very direct. So, <laughs> so like people would start saying that and, and that's not, not to say mine's better or worse. It's like people need a certain style. Like there are people who need my stop talking right. and let's game plan. Yes. So pe people need that. And yeah. that's how I hold myself accountable. So mm -hmm. it just works. You know, if there are things that, that, that I need to get done, maybe I don't want to do it. Maybe I'm not feeling well. Maybe right. the kids would have been driving me nuts, but <laughs> it has to get done. Right. You know? so, so like that's just ingrained in me. So that that energy is into my program. You know, and so your so your program, I'm sure that's probably probably how you are in, in your everyday life. You know, you, you want to come from a place of understanding where I'm like, if this is the result you want, this is what we got to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then people can decide what style works best for them. Yeah. Well, I, I, I evolved. I, I when I first really got into fitness, I went full full bore. Right. I was in the Marines and I was working out, but I wasn't really really focusing on any sort of nutrition plan or really a training program. So I actually hired a coach, a trainer. Um, and I worked for them for six years and I did four bodybuilding competitions. So the approach that you have, that's what I needed at the time of, yep. Hey, you're going to do these, these things on these days. You're going to eat this food at this time. And I was good. Right. And, and obviously being in the Marines, very disciplined. So it was very easy for me to yes. do that. But as I evolved, as I started to, to train, I realized that, not everybody uh, responds well to that. And it really came down to who do I want to help? And, and that's why I, now I focus on uh, busy men who you know have a nine to five, work in the office, kids, and they're really busy, but they want to improve their health in some sort of fashion because I can empathize and understand that. And that's where I come from as a trainer. And it sounds like you have a, a very different approach, a still effective approach, but I think that's you know something for all your listeners, all listeners out there is to find someone that resonates with you. And it's okay if you bounce around to find someone, but you don't have to work with someone just because you can find different coaches uh, yes. that resonate with you. And that can, at the end of the day, it's all about getting your results, right? And if a trainer isn't getting your results, then find someone else that resonates with you could help you out. Yeah. Cause like, if I was going to hire a trainer, I, I would steer clear of people like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but because right. I because I don't need that. It's like, right, I'm, right. Like I'm exactly. a self starter, so like I don't yeah. need you on me twenty four. Like give me the task, and I will right. carry out the task. Right. You know. So 
someone so someone who can do that they'll be put off from my style right right well, <laughs> well i can't i can't say that because i have i have a bunch of a bunch of self-starters that i've worked with you know mm -hmm. over the years but uh, like i said i'm just i'm just all about getting to the result and i just found just for my style the people that i work with that need more of a, a kid mm -hmm. glove it, yeah. they're just not my cup of tea you know like right. it, and, right. and as a trainer it took me a long time to establish that because yeah. you want to help everyone. Yep, but, but, exactly. but it's like this person exactly. is not responding <laughs> to the way I'm coaching them. And so it's like, you know what? Like, I, I think I just have to just shy away from that and yeah. vet these people harder in the consultation. Right. So the people that need my style, they can, they can get it and we, we can all, all blossom. Like case in point, I had this woman, this was back, wild, this back in 2011. Mm -hmm. So she's in the gym and she's telling me she's got like an issue with her back. Yeah. So I'm trying to give her things that she can do. And she's just rejecting everything. <laughs> and she's like, well, my doctor said this and my PT said this. And I'm like, Dude, yeah. why are you here? Right. right. <laughs> it's like, I know exactly what you're pointing to. And I'm giving you things that can help alleviate that mm -hmm. and, you know, make it more, fl more flexible and so on and so forth. And she was just so combative. And I ended yeah. up kick kicking her out. I was like, then go home. I was like, I, apparently I'm not the guy for you. It's like, go home. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and that's okay. I think that's, I think, I, I think a lot of trainers go through that evolution process that, that you just describe and, and I just describe, but I also think that, um, potential clients go through that evolution process as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've met a lot of people or talked to a lot of people who've tried many different types of diets and training programs and kind of bounce around trying to get some sort of results and they're, they're struggling. Right. And that's why they, they come to you or I, cause they're, they want results and not getting results on their own. Uh, and I, I think that one thing I've noticed for, with successful clients is that they do a really good job of just paying attention to what you tell them to do. And, and then they follow that. And, and some clients, like you mentioned, are, are not going to be a good fit for you. And some clients are, and the ones that are usually do pretty well and the ones that aren't. Uh, and I think that's a, a great reason why, uh, it's good to have a good network of people that you can refer them to. But I th also think that clients with that evolution process as well of, okay, I tried these different things. What, what would, what would work for me and my, my training style? Cause not everything's going to work for everybody. Right. Exactly. See, and people have to realize too, that there's different styles. Exactly. You know, like you have your CrossFit, you have your boxing yes. gyms, you right. have your hit, hit beast, you have body yeah. weight beast, you got Tabata, you got yeah. endurance, you know, you got bodybuilding, like there's so right. many different things. And people always say, well, what's the best thing for me? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what do you like? Yeah. It's like, what's yeah. something you can stick to? Yeah. You know, it's like you exactly. go into to a boxing class and then you take one class and then you take the rest of the month <laughs> off because you didn't really like it. And apparently right. it's not boxing, <laughs> you know, exactly. and there are people who take two boxing classes per day, mm -hmm. you know, and because people really have to stop chasing price and right. find out what you can stick to because you're actually spending more money trying every gym out there and quitting. Right. Like it's actually costing you more, mm -hmm. you know, and, and what people have to realize, too, I mean, I know some some places lock you in for for um, yeah. a 12 month, right. 12 month agreement. But but uh, I would tell people, you don't have to do this forever. Right. If you come in, invest, really soak in the things that that we're teaching you, develop the discipline and then go do it on your own at a ten dollar right. gym. So like right. it's not like you have to do this for the next 10 years. Right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I, I was with my trainer for six years and he was, he's fantastic. And I, I think he, he really set me up for success. And, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to 
trained as well as to help other people. But uh, eventually I, I, you know, I just felt like I was, I knew enough to, to go off on my own. And I think that's, uh, I, I think as a client, that should be your ultimate goal is to say, okay, I, I can do this on my own now, right? I have the tools. I know what I need to do. And maybe you touch with, you know, touch with a trainer and work for them for three months out of the year. But ideally you'd want to absorb, like I said, soak in that knowledge and be able to go off on your own and implement the things that you've learned. Um, but it's also okay if you want to sit with your trainer for the rest of your life, if that's what you need. But I, I, I think that I try to help my clients understand the totalistic approach and get them on their own eventually to where they don't even need me. Uh, Cause that way they can do those things for the rest of their life, ideally. Okay. So when you're working with someone who's brand new, no, I know you said you, um, you work with men. Yes. So what, what is usually, you know, on average, what are they looking for? Yeah. Like my, my clients specifically, uh, weight loss, uh, uh, I'd say fat loss, really. Th those are the, the main types of clients that I help is they just want to lose weight, lose fat. Um, some of the clients, most of my, all my, I guess I say all my clients, uh, you know, they, they're pretty busy with, with work, their careers and their kids. And so for them, a big challenge is just finding time in their day to get the workouts in or meal prep. Right. And so a lot of what I do is I try to make sure that uh, I do some sort of, I do some customization for workouts, but I try to make sure that um, I, I implement something that they can do in, in a reasonable period of time. So none of my clients want to be bodybuilders. So I don't have to have, I don't need them to spend, you know, an hour or two hours in the gym, five days a week. Right. I just need them to do something just to get them moving. Uh, then really just focus on the nutrition piece. So uh, I always try to start with the clients on where they're at. And if that means 30 minutes of walking every single day, then, you know, that that's where we start off with. If, if they have some sort of training experience and in, in the gym, that's fantastic. But uh, I, I'm always cognizant of the time aspect because I know people are really busy and that's a huge, huge obstacle that people struggle with is trying to find time to do all these things for the health. And that's where I come in and probably you help your clients out as well with the time aspect of how do they help, how we help clients get that time to go work out or do meal prep in their day, a lot of different strategies you, you can do to do that. But that's the biggest challenge that I, I have with a lot of the men clients that I have is just, they're really busy with a lot of things in life and they, but they still want to improve their health in some capacity. Yeah, see, with with the, the time, right? So, uh, as I said, I just started coaching track again, and mm -hmm. one of the young ladies, I wrote up a high jump training program for yeah. her. Yeah. Right? Emailed it out to her, no additional cost. I just hooked it up and just you know sent it out to her. And so we had we had practice on Saturday, and I asked her, I'm like, hey, did you get that that uh, program? I met? she's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I said, did you do any of it? And she said, well. No. And then she just started giving me this laundry list of yeah. excuses. And yeah. I said to her, I said, do you know what I'm hearing? And she's like, excuses? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. She's like, she's like but, but I'm not getting home until like 830 at night. I said, didn't you train at 830? Yeah. yeah. I was like, if you if you want to get the result, you got to find time to put the work in. Yeah. I said, I, I know it's right before bedtime. I don't expect you to do a one hour workout. But right, if you right. can get 15 minutes of some of these drills in and some of these mobility exercises, like that will go a long way. Then when right. you have more time on the weekend, go through a full workout. But mm -hmm. you got to carve out whatever time you have have like for a minute there, I was working in between two different gyms yeah 
And I would actually go to Planet Fitness because I like the ab crunch machine. Yeah. And uh, the other two facilities didn't have it. Yeah. And, and and there were days, you know, where like I have split custody with, with my twin boys. So there mm. were days where I would have to run them to school and I would mm. only have maybe a 10 to 15 minute window. Right. So, so I would I would head to Planet Fitness, crush it for about 12 minutes. Yeah. And then get home, get my boys off off the school. And mm. but, but I did that every day. And you can notice such a difference just from those 10 to 15 minutes per day. So whenever people talk about time, I was like, you have the time just yeah. in that time. You don't want to train. Right. You know? Yeah. Everyone has the same amount of time. And I, I, you mentioned uh, goals at the beginning of this episode. And I think that's a really good point to bring up is that. So I, if if someone's in high school track and they really want to go to the next level, I would expect them to invest that extra time in the evening or on the weekends to get them to that next level, right? That would just be the expectation that I have. And I think it just comes down to goals, right? Do, do you want to go to the next level? Well, you know, high school, uh, college track isn't, isn't a, it's not a joke, right? You got to no. really train and push yourself to get there. But if that's your goal, then that's going to require a lot more investment and effort in your part than someone who just wants to do high school track and then you know, go off to college and call it, you know, they're good. Right. So I think it comes down to, yeah, you you have your goal, but is that a realistic goal? Is that what you really want? Because that could that could mean you have to spend two hours a day in the gym, right? If you want to do bodybuilding competition or you want to do a CrossFit competition, right? So I think that there is a a real uh, time to have that conversation with probably your clients as well. Yes. Uh, what is your goal, and then is that realistic for you? You know, do you really want to? You, I, I know you want to be uh, have shredded and be have a six pack, but is that really realistic for you? Are you really willing to put in that time commitment to make that happen? Right. And I think that's a, a tough conversation to have for a lot of people, right? Because they have a goal, yes. but a lot of times it's not realistic, right? For real. And so, so now you work with mostly men. I work with mostly yep. women, right? <laughs> so, so I'm just curious to hear the answer, the answer to this question. <laughs> how how difficult is it for you to get the men to hammer down a goal? It's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty easy just because of the type of clients that I have are focused on weight loss or fat loss. And so it's usually it's just a, a number about a number, right? So they're at 215, they want to get down to 190 or they're at 280, they want to get down to 260. So when it comes to quantifiable, quantifiable uh, goals like that, it's very easy to track because I can just have them weigh themselves. Um, and of course, there's also the, the pictures you can do or the waist measurements, but uh, for those types of goals, it's very, very easy to track and, and measure progress because it really just comes down to weight. And I won't go into weight versus fat loss and body composition because a lot of my clients are just, you know, they just want to, they're overweight and they want to lose weight. So it makes it very easy to understand their goal and where they're coming from. Uh, and, and again, that's why I focus on the type of clients that I have because it's very easy to focus, to, to identify those goals that they have and track their results as they lose weight or gain weight too, if they don't do what they, or they, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, I just asked that because, you know, with women, you know, there's a lot of societal pressure oh, when, it, yeah, com for when sure. it comes to for looks sure. and, yeah. and, and all that. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, I don't want to say never, cause I can't put them all in the same box. There are some women who come in and be like, I need A, B, C, D, and they like, they right. just have it down. Right. But with a lot of women, it's tough to get the real, yeah, the real reason out of them. I'm like, mm -hmm. what do you want to accomplish? Like, why is that important to you? 
Yeah. You know, and it's like I have to get like seven to ten layers deep yeah. <laughs> before I get the real answer. It's like, okay, right. this is why you're here. Because yeah. most people just say, I want to lose weight and tone up. I'm like, yeah. that's that's too that's too broad. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you want to lose weight. How much weight? Mm-hmm. Why that number? What will that yeah. number do for you? Mm-hmm. You know, like how will that change your life? Like, are you willing to put the time in? Like I know I just feel feel like the conversation is much more detailed and it's much right. more in, intimate. Like, like you gotta get through. You know, the heart of because most people don't join a gym because they're feeling great about themselves. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, most people like you get those select few that know, know what they're doing and they just show up and they're just ready to go. But for mm-hmm. most people, you know, and on the female side, too, you know, you're dealing with being a mom, you're dealing with be- right. being a wife, you're dealing with being a working mother and wife, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> being being the soccer mom, drive, driving the kids to all the sports things and the after school mm-hmm. stuff. So like there's like so much going on. In yeah. the life of a woman, you know, and not not to say like men men don't have their own struggles as well because they yeah. definitely do. <laughs> no, they definitely do. But just that initial consultation, it's always it's always um an eye opener. But but it's very yeah. important yeah. to help people. Feel like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because that answer is going to decide if they stay or not. Because you usually I can tell right out of the gate who's going to see it through and who's right. not. Right. Yeah. And I think when it comes to goals too, I, I think, uh, your goals can change, right? So going back to the example of the high school, uh, athlete that you brought up, you know, her, maybe her goal right now is to run track in college, but then after college, she gets married, has a kid, has a full-time job. And she's like, yeah, you know what? This track thing is, uh, you know, it's just going to be a hobby for me at this point. And her goals are, her goals are going to change. And I think that's completely okay to, to have a goal. So I'll be transparent when I first started, training with my trainer i just wanted to look better right i was single i was in tampa you know i was going going to the beaches i just wanted to look really shredded and have more muscles right but then my goal changed right like we talked about my now i'm focused on longevity and staying mobile and active for as long as i can i think that's okay and i I think that there is a fine line between a goal that's unrealistic and then a goal that's that's realistic and what i mean by that is in my case i chose i was chasing just pure aesthetics which Mm. a lot of people don't can't do that for very long right they kind of fall off the bandwagon in my case i did it i'm still doing it but in my case it worked out because i just realized over time that i had to change my goal so i think goals can change over time uh and and but at the same time your training is going to have to change as well to accomplish that yeah, true. Like people ask me all the time, like I'm 48 now, like people yeah. ask like, how much can, can you bench? How much can yeah. you bench? And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I yeah. don't know. Like, cause at yeah. this stage, I don't need that answer. Right. It's like, right. I don't, for, for what I do, it's not worth the risk of me blowing my back, trying right. to deadlift, you know, right. 500 pounds. Yeah. Like I don't have to, like I put, right. I'll put 95 pounds on, on the bench yeah. and then I'll, <laughs> I'll just go as many rep, reps as I can get. I'll just go. Yeah. Like one one of the guys at the gym, like he, he's a he's he's a big boy. Like he's constantly lifting, squatting, benching mm-hmm. a bajillion pounds. And so I had my actually I think I had one fifteen on this this time. And I was just doing sets of twenty, and so he was busting my chops. Like, oh, when are you gonna put some some real weight on there? <laughs> I said, listen, see, you you bust my chops now. I said, but if an emergency happened, I can get away. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, I got endurance forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a really good point. I think a lot of men, I, I used to get that asked question a lot. How much could you bench? How much could you squat? And I'm, I'm like, no, that doesn't, that's not my goal. That's not what I'm really focused on. But mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of men do struggle with that of, of you only want to 
ego lift or, you know, they, they, they want to lift as much as possible and they get hurt. But a question for you is that, did you ever struggle with that of, I, I need to like lift to impress, or I need to like add more weight to the bar? Me? No, no, <laughs> nope. Nope. It's like, like every now and then I would try like 400. I think, I think the most I got on the deadlift was 440, yeah. but, but just after that and just with, with my height and with my frame, cause mm-hmm. like I, I have a small frame, Yeah, <laughs> you know, like sometimes I get so jealous cause my brother had, had a frame similar to yours. So he mm-hmm. don't have that anymore, but he had a, a frame similar to yours. And, and I'll, I was like 135 pounds when I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I was like, man, if I had that dude's frame, yeah, <laughs> it would have been so much different. So, yeah. so I just know that I'm built for jumping and speed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I've just accepted that, you know, again, right. that, that same, same guy is b- busting my chops about, about lifting. And I said, can you hit a 50 inch box jump? Mm. I said, cause I can. I was like, so yeah. don't don't judge me based on my ability to deadlift. You mm-hmm. know, it's like it's like that's your your superpower, and I respect it. I said, but just gotta respect mine. Yeah, because I can I can jump through through the freaking roof. Like that's my yeah. superpower. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I bring that up because I, I learned the hard way about ego lifting. So you know, quick mm. quick story. Back in college, um, maybe freshman year or sophomore year, I was trying to get into to the to weightlifting and i went to the college gym and i thought oh, i can't look can't look weak you know i'm six foot two <laughs> i gotta put some weight on the bar as a you know benching and i never really benched before that so i put uh maybe like two 245 like a 45 on each side and another 25 and i went to lift it up and went back down and could not get it back up and i was looking around trying kind of panicking a little bit and the guy came oh, and no. helped me out and and I learned I learned real quick that ego lifting is not the way to go, and yeah. I gotta just you know dial it back. But wow. you know, I just had to Lucky learn to the hard way, right? Of you know, kind of like, am I gonna die? You know, I wasn't gonna oh, die, geez. but kind of like panicking a little bit. But I I, wow. I learned the hard way, and and that, that changed the way I viewed weightlifting. And I, it's something that I always think about: of am I ego lifting, or you know, I, is this something that I can realistically do? Mm. So what goes through your mind when you see someone just giving awful advice? Uh, do you mean in the gym or online? In, in the gym, or, in the gym. Yeah. yeah so I, I don't really see that too often. I, the, you know, I go to a big box gym, LA Fitness, and there's not a lot of interaction uh, between clients for the most part. A lot of people just kind of stick themselves with the headphones on. I do the same thing. Occasionally, someone will come up and ask me, you know, what kind of wraps are you using or you know, what do you think about this? And I give them some advice, but for the most part, I don't really see people giving uh, advice uh, at the gym I go to um, other than, other than the trainers that work there, of course, and that's, you know, their territory. So I, I leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do see people and you've probably seen this as well, who are doing things that are questionable, um, not outright, not outright dangerous, right? Like yeah. they're not going to hurt, kill themselves, but they're doing things that, you know, maybe they aren't going to have any sort of benefit or any sort of, or they, or they might injure themselves a little bit that it looks you know questionable and i i i always just leave it alone uh just out of respect for other people i i know that if someone came up to me at, at my training with my training uh background and said oh you're doing that wrong and think uh i don't i don't know <laughs> doing this for a while so i i try to leave people alone unless yeah. they're it looks like unless it looks like they're gonna hurt themselves seriously injure themselves or kill themselves then i'll step in and help yeah. them out but otherwise i'll leave people alone and let them do their thing and you know if they want to ask me for advice and and great if not then 
you know, it's, that's, that's their life. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, like typically, typically I do the same, you know, like at planet Fit fitness, there's no, no trainers around. Okay. So yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I just see some questionable stuff mm -hmm. and, I'll, and I'll let it go. I just focus on my own, but there are right. times where I've seen things like that person is going to blow their shoulder. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I can't just sit yeah. back and let that happen. Yeah. Like yeah. um, I was at the local YMCA here the other day too again headphones in minding my business and mm -hmm. i see this woman come over to help another woman do kettlebell swings mm -hmm. now the woman herself she was doing the swing properly yeah you know like your typical Ru russian swing mm -hmm. and but she couldn't convey it to the other person oh. <laughs> you, know? you know it's like one of those situations like just because you have biceps doesn't mean you can teach someone else how right. to get biceps right and yeah. so yeah. she just wasn't exactly. conveying the message right so once the woman walked walked away, you know, I tapped the other lady on the shoulder. I was like, "Can I show? Can I show you something?" I just had her just doing a Russian de deadlift with a little mm -hmm. pop at the end. Yeah. I said, "Let's start there." Mm -hmm. I was like, "Cause your knees are coming forward, which is putting your hip out of alignment, which is gonna put your back in jeopardy." Right. I was like, right. I was like, I'm a trainer, so I just can't sit back and just watch that, yeah. <laughs> you know, without trying to help." So, yeah, it is. It is hard because I, I do want to help people, and I think I could. I could. I see someone doing something, I think I could help them and or change their life even. But at the same time, I, I, I do, I do think, um, I do want to be respectful of the people. Like I said, if, if, you know, look like they're, they got their heads down, they're working out, I'll even be, but it, it's hard though. Right? Cause I see it all the time and I just want to go help them or step in and give them some advice, but I don't, I just keep my mouth shut and do my own, do my own thing. And you know what, you know what my, my go-to line, line is that's pretty effective, especially with the women. Cause you know, some women get yeah. creeped out when, when men come yeah, over. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah. So <laughs> like if they're on the machine or something, they'll come over and say, can I show you some, can I show yeah. you a, a way to get more out of that exercise yeah. rather than saying you're doing that wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I think it's also how you come across too. If you just go, yeah, you're doing that wrong. Uh, that, that obviously that's not going to go very well, right? <laughs> yes, like I'll, I remember I was at Anytime Fitness this one time, and this guy's doing tricep um tricep mm -hmm. extensions, and he's he's like hunched over, he's got a bajillion pounds on mm -hmm. on the bar, and and it's like, hey, you're barely using your triceps, right? So yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, let me show you how to how to maximize this, right? Mm -hmm. It's like come up tall, elbows in tight, keep your elbows on your body, and now pull. And yeah. he couldn't he couldn't budge the weight. <laughs> I was like, see, like now you're using all triceps. Yeah. And said, said, so knock it down some and do set set to 12 to build up the up the endurance. And he came yeah. to me a couple of days later and he was like, bro, he's like, my triceps are still fried. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, the other way you're using your core, your yeah. your legs are involved. I'm like you're using <laughs> so many other things. Like, like if you want to isolate your triceps isolate your triceps yeah you know, i think it goes back to the ego thankful. lifting that i mentioned especially for i see a lot of men just throwing around really heavy weight that they should not be doing and yes like you said they're they're not like using proper proper form at all and not getting anything out of that workout but it looks looks great because it's really heavy but just kind of like herking and jerking and using everything but the muscle they should be using so yeah i, I see that all the time and, and but like i said i just leave it alone but um you know i think it's uh Maybe maybe in the future I'll I'll uh, try to help people out at a different gym that doesn't have trainers lurking around. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your what programs do you run? Like do you do one on ones? Do you do groups, small groups, online? Yeah, so I, I only do uh, one on one training uh, online. Okay. 
one on one training. Yeah. So um, I don't do any any group any group classes. Um, sorry, my dog's barking. It's okay. I can edit this out, but um, so so yeah, I I do one on one online training uh, only. Focus on that. Um, I I would do in person training, uh, but it's you know it's a pretty, pretty big time time sink. Uh, so I just focus on one-on-one on -one online training right now. And just I have a you know training app that people can use, give them their workouts, give them a nutrition plan, and then just check in with them throughout the week. And then, of course, I do like a weekly check-in as well where they fill out a form and then let me know how they're doing, assess progress, and we make adjustments every single week. Okay. And now what's the, the length of, of the programs? Uh, yeah, the length of the program is uh, 12 weeks. So I do like three months, 12 weeks, uh, depending on on when the start date is. And then uh, I also do uh, month to month as well. Uh, like the, the three the three month program is obviously going to be cheaper, but I do have a month to month program as well. Uh, but the month to month, I do ask for a three month commitment just because I don't want someone to start and then immediately quit you know, after two weeks. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that so if someone's going to start, they're going to be committed to this program. Uh, for the full three months that way i can ensure they get results because i'm sure you understand that there's also there's a, a learning curve that happens right when you first start working with a client you got to understand them they got to understand you and then you got to make adjustments and fine tuning to make sure that they get results so it takes a little while for the for the ball to get rolling but once it gets it gets rolling then it becomes a lot easier right yeah see and people have to understand too that it's the work isn't just during that training time because right, we, right. we, we put a lot of time into, you know, tracking their stats, make, building out the plans, yep. switching up the plans, you know, making adjustments up or down, you know, progressions, regressions. You know, yeah. it's not like we just show up and give you a bunch of stuff to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know? There's, there's so. a time aspect on our part if you want to do it right. And, and, uh, and I, I, obviously, you know, that out there, there's a lot of like really quick and easy, you know, $35 programs you can just buy online and it's just, you know, a one sheet of just workouts. Right. So yeah. there's, there's a wide range of, of, of costs and programs out there. And I, I think it goes back to just figuring out what works best for you, uh, and making sure that whatever you decide to do, that is something that you can do for a long period of time and not something that you're just going to you know, start and then, and then quit after, you know, two or three weeks because it's too much for you. See, and I want to just um, piggyback on what you just said too, about, you know, you can find cheap programs. You can even yeah. find free programs out there. Yeah. Like there's all kinds yeah. of YouTube channels and stuff, yeah, absolutely. Said, but that's not what you're paying for. So right. like, whenever people say like, Oh, that, that's so expensive. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> you're paying for me. Yeah. <laughs> that that's what you're paying for. You're right. paying for the accountability. You know, someone that makes sure you do the program, that makes sure you're doing it properly. Yep. You know, and your form is is there. Right. You know, keeping you keeping you inspired and motivated. Right. You know, sending off the text messages, making yeah. sure, sure you know how's your day going. You know, you know, I'm going shopping. Stay out of the candy aisle. You know, like all those other, like that's what you're actually paying for. Right. You know, it's like you can have all the pro. I'm, I'm sure there's people listening right now that have multiple pro programs downloaded on their hard yeah. drive <laughs> yeah. that they haven't looked at yeah. in probably years. <laughs> yeah. Or YouTube videos. If down. Yeah. It's yeah. Yes. There's, there's a lot out there. A lot out there. And that's why I became a trainer. I I, I invested in a trainer for myself. Um, and I, I, I when I was working my trainer, I told him this all the time. It was changed my life by far. Uh, one of the best investments I ever made in, in myself uh, is just getting in my own trainer and changed my life. And then I, I wanted to help other people too and change their lives. So that's why I became a trainer uh, as well. But yeah, I, I, I have, there's, I have zero regrets about it. I mean, investing in yourself is one of the best investments you can make. Right. And Absolutely. if you take it seriously, this is something that could literally 
change your life for the better um, in, in many different aspects, not just aesthetics uh, or losing weight, but just in like mental health, uh, your sleep quality, your your lab, your blood, your lab work, like so many different areas of your life will improve. But you have you do have to invest in yourself and you either have to invest time or money or energy, but you have to invest something if you want to see results. And there's no way around that. Absolutely. All right. So let people know where, where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Paul Fit Prime. I uh, also have my own podcast as well, the Healthy Fit Life podcast, which you can find on Apple or Spotify uh, as well. And if you ever want to reach out to me, feel free to do so on Instagram and check out my podcast and let me know what you think. Awesome. And I have, I think I have most of those links in the description section. So Perfect. when these get uploaded there, we have easy access. All right. So give us, uh, give us some final words here. Yeah. So something, my, my tagline, uh, cause I work with a lot of people, like I said, and, and, and a lot of men in the office and office setting, and I've, I've done project management in the past. So, uh, my tagline is the best project you'll ever work on is you. And I'll leave it at that because that is to, to stick with you for life. Love it. All right. So I know you got a hard out. So uh, thank you very much for taking the time. And I'm sure we're going to we're going to cross paths, paths again because I, I do all kinds of things yeah. uh, between panels and do all kinds of stuff. So because I Absolutely. think we, we can e go even deeper into this conversation. But like I said, we, we, we both got to get out of here. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. And I'll be in touch. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right. See ya. All right. So that was Paul. We were talking all things fitness. So if you're just tuning in late, make sure you go back to the beginning, because as always, we dropped a whole lot of golden nuggets on this episode. And I have got to go because I am back into coaching track and field. I put it out into the universe last week and then it happened just yesterday. So I start today getting back to my roots. So I will be back on Thursday with another guest to inspire you to shut up and grind. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Until next time, shut up and grind.